Hello to all our friends in the United States, the UK and around the world. You're listening to Schalke... Schalke America? Schalke America. Ach, Schalke America. Glück auf, okay. Weiß sein Leben lang, herzlich willkommen zurück auf Schalke America. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, we're back for another episode of Schalke America Podcast. It's Victory Monday. Woof, relief on a Victory Monday. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. No Jack Mangan tonight. He is off tonight. Uh, no truth to the rumor that he's a little upset that Lewis Hamilton will be joining Ferrari in 2025 and Carlos Sainz is out. But hey, I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to judge. But no, no, for real. Uh, Jack is uh, under the weather tonight, so I uh, hope you f feel better. Recover, my friend. All right. Uh, we're going solo tonight, but that's okay. We got a victory Monday to celebrate tonight. Uh, see who's in the chat tonight. Uh, Eric's in the house. Glukauf. Glukauf, Eric. El Waflo in the house. Victory Monday. Happy Victory Monday. We are back. If you're watching us, if you haven't done so yet, make sure you like the video. Subscribe if you're not already on YouTube. Let us know where in the world you're watching from. Uh, but yeah, again, a rundown of tonight. What we're going to talk about. We're going to do a quick match review of the game that was. You know, it was not that much to talk about in the game, but we won. Uh, we'll get into some of the comments after the game. We'll look at the press conference after the, the game. Uh, we'll get into some Kanapashmita news and then news in general. And then get on out of here. As we've got Holstein Kiel coming up this weekend. Uh, a chance to... And next, three important games before we got St. Pauli. Um, I said on our Chocolate Debrief right after the game that these next three games are important. We need to get at minimum seven points out of these next three games. This whole Stein Kiel game is going to be difficult. We can get a draw if we do well, but it's going to be difficult. We got to figure a way to do it. Uh, but it has to be done. We want to, one, survive, and two, make a late season push to maybe, maybe threaten for promotion. We got to start now. We got to go. We got to collect points. Um, at this point, everything is a must win, it seems like. Um, <laughs> Eric says, from the future. future World Cup semifinal host, Atlanta. That's right. Hot Atlanta. That's where Eric said. That's right. All right, well, let's get into the match. Uh, get Let's get into the starting 11 here. All right, well, the big news, I guess, before the game, you look at the bench, you look at the names on the bench, and a couple people are missing. A couple people are missing. In particular, Templeman and Kabadai. Kabadai and Templeman both dropped for sporting reasons. We talked about this in the last podcast. You know, uh, Jack and I brought it up, especially Templeman. Templeman... He's been up and down. He's been mixed this year. Uh, say what you want to say about him. But last game, he did not do well. Last two games, he hasn't done well. And Karart says, even in practice, you know, Templeman and Kabadai, uh, Kabadai, who's coming back from injury, both not doing well in practice. And it's not good enough to just be 100% in practice or in games. You have to be 150%. I tend to agree with him at this point because everything is a must win. You have to give every bit of effort. And if they're not, you sit out. And maybe that'll motivate them to get better, right? Looking at the starting lineup in this one uh, in goal. Marius Muller back in our lives. We talked about how 
uh, Carl Garot to mention a revolution in the Stern 11. We'll, we'll get a little taste of this. I see what ESPN uh, is posting there. From what I saw, Chernoff was more like in a 10 roll, kind of like what we expected that to happen. Mueller back. we not surprised by that. Mueller, I think uh, it's... Uh, and Andy Ernst had a poll on his, uh, on his Twitter. I think something like 95% of people wanted Mueller to start. Nothing wrong with Farron. Farron's doing okay, but... The one or two key saves that have to be made, Mueller can make that over Fairman. Fairman, you know, did his job, but I think Mueller, we need, he's a boost in confidence. And I think I noticed that from the from the game. Back for Matriciani in for Bruner. Expected that. We talked about Bruner having a really, really poor game. Um, as consistent as he's been, he struggled mightily in the last couple of weeks since coming back. And even even at the end of the of the of the uh, first half of the season. So much as he back in. Not much pace here, but hopefully he does better. I think he did in this game. Kalash, Kaminsky. I think the Baumgartel experiment is over with. We tried him last game, got blown out. I think it's time to move on. If you if you are a fan of Baumgartel, nothing wrong with the person, but I'm talking with the player. If you want to see him play, let me know in the chat. But I, I think most of us agree that I think it should be Kalash and Kaminsky. And I, I have my beef with Kaminsky, but I think Kaminsky... Did, <laughs> Look better with Kalash. It's good to see Kaminsky back. He kind of um, made good for himself in this game. Did much better than he did previously. He had been on a steady decline in my eyes. Didn't like what I was seeing from Kaminsky. And then Merkin playing in the left back role. We talked about is it Merkin? Is it Oweon? Oweon had gotten the run lately, but he's been struggling lately. He hasn't been himself. Merkin has been one of our best players this season. The most consistent by far, I think, outside of Keenan Karaman. And so he's back in the lineup, and I think that's a great move. And Thomas Oweon resigned to the bench, uh, obviously not doing that well. We thought we heard that it was going to have a double pivot of um, Schallenberg and Seguin. Both Jack and I are not necessarily a fan of Schallenberg, especially when he's the lone six. But if he's got a partner back there, especially a guy like Seguin, it's a little bit better, eases the pain, I think, and um, masks some of his deficiencies and so we got to see that in this game and then you had to see uh Idrizi filled out the midfield with Cherlenov in the sort of 10 role and this they said is a 4-2-2-2 uh I, I thought Cherlenov was a little bit more higher advanced and he was all over the place and then Karaman and Toroto we heard that was going to happen Karaman going to be the second striker to Simon Toroto so not too surprising in the lineup kind of what we heard all the buzz was before the game was going to happen pretty much came to fruition uh looking at Eintracht Braunschweig a team that we beat them in the Pokal, and then they beat us in the season. Right? We beat them in the Pokal 3-1. Very next game, a couple days later, we played them in the, in the season, and they beat us 1-0. That was kind of sort of the decline for us. Rice kind of lost control of the team, and he just ended up going, he ended up going bye-bye, right? So on this one, Hoffman and goal. We had a back three of Kurosai, Bikacic, and Ivanov. Midfield five of Donkor, Toyer, Kraus, uh, Rittmuller, and Kaufman with Philipp and Gomez up top. Now, the one guy missing from the starting 11 that I was worried to see at any point in the game was Anthony Uja. And he did come out in the game. It was worth knowing CD Sane was in the lineup, but he did play a little bit. I think, he, yeah, he played in the game. There you go. Arrows right there. Um, but for me, Anthony Uja is always a danger man for them. Kaufman uh, did well as well in the, in the two games we played against them earlier in the season. And so it was always going to be a, a difficult game uh, between the two. Um yeah, it wasn't the prettiest games. Um, at times, Braunschweig looked dominating. At times, it looked like a very even game. Um, but overall, I think, you know, what we saw is that the will, the determination ended up taking over 
Um, and the 61st minute, right before there's a substitution getting ready to meet. I think Kiki Top and I think Lasma were the two, or uh, who was a who was a midfielder? I forget who the midfielder was. They were getting ready to come on. Uh, they're warming up. They're ready. They're sitting on the sideline, ready to come in. All of a sudden, you know, the play is evolving. Merkin gets the ball at midfield in the 61st minute. Wonderful through pass. Finds Kina Kataman kind of streaking down there. What we always ask, take on the defender if you're an attacker, whether it's Lasma, Kataman, maybe not Toroto, but top. Um, whomever, take on the defender at least. We used to see Boulter do that a bit last season. Uh, Salazar would do that as well. Chernilov two years ago when he was with it would do it. Uh, and yeah, Karaman took his guy on one-on-one, cuts into the right. Keenan Karaman is an interesting player. Obviously, he favors his right side, but he's not afraid to shoot left-sided, and he's pretty good with his left foot as well. So, you know, at that point, you're a defender. You don't know what's good, what to do with, with Keenan Karaman because he can go left. If he goes left, he's probably going to look for Toroto. If he goes right, he's going to take a shot. I think at that point, the defender probably thought he was going to go for a pass on Toroto. He thought he had it well covered. No, no, no. Karaman did a nice feint, cuts into the middle, takes a shot past the keeper. Nothing the keeper could do about it. Wonderful goal by Keenan Karaman. Did you expect anything else, anyone else, to score that goal other than Keenan Karaman? He's kind of been our... Our lightning rod, our linchpin this season. We haven't seen many goals from any players. We expected Toro to get more goals this year. He's had a little bit more than last year, right? Uh, Poulter, you name it. Those guys, no one's really stepping up to the plate in terms of goals this year, except Keenan Kataman. And he did. He stepped up when we needed him most. Uh, Birkin, another was the second game in a row or whatever that he's had a great, great through pass to somebody that led to a goal. Uh, this one, the Keenan Kataman gets the goal. Ended up being the old goalie we need. Um, we got to see, you know, several minutes from some of the key starters. I think, you know, it got, it was better. And I said this in the in the debrief after the game. I thought that overall, it helped having Mueller back there. Not necessarily that he made any, any super great saves that Fairman couldn't have made. I think overall, he stabilizes the defense, gives um, confidence that he's going to be back there. And sometimes the defense can lack, maybe a little lackadaisical when that when you have that kind of goalkeeper who can do things. But I think in this game, they were all motivated back there. They they stood tight. And they cleared away. Kaminsky, I thought was uh, was pretty good. Matriciani had some great blocks down at the end. Kalash was decent. Uh, American as well. Schallenberg was kind of covered up by Seguin, and I thought overall defensively it was okay. At times, like I said, Braunschweig looked a little dangerous. They did, um, but we we bent. We didn't break. Uh, and, and though I saw 60 minutes of turn off in this one, you know, looking at the, the final statistics, I mean, overall looked decent, right? 17 to eight in, in our favors, uh, shots on target, six to one. You see these statistics, you know, damn, we must've dominated the game and you watch the game. It didn't look dominated in any point. Really. There were some moments here and there, some waves here and there, both, both teams really. Um, but I think, you know, overall what, what ended up happening is the team who wanted it more ended up getting it. And you know, Keenan Karaman's goal was enough for us. We got it. We got it done. And hey, huge important three points. I don't know that Garrach is going to be sacked this season. You know, if things go super poor or whatever. But we needed this. We needed this. We need to stay out of the relegation zone. We've all heard the rumors get into this game about what a second relegation could happen to us. We'll we'll, we'll get into that in a second. But um, statistics look like we dominated possession 50-50, and I think that's fair. I mean, it looked like it was fairly even for most of the game overall passing accuracy it was you know compared to last year 80 percent was pretty great and compared to last year we were in the 50s and 60 percentile uh fouls even yellow cards even 
off of corners, uh, slight favor for Braunschweig, offside, slight favor for us. Um, but not only did we win, some key results went our way this weekend, which I think was important for us because last weekend we had a couple of results go our way. But, you know, at the time we were finished, we were 14th position with, you know, still, still had Kaiserslautern left to play. We still had um, Hansa Rostock left to play. Fortunately, they all lost. Uh, looking at all the results from the weekend. Wiesbaden and Karlsruhe drew, Magdeburg drew Holstein Kiel, which helped us. Um, St. Pauli beat Groit the Firth, Nuremberg and Osnabrück, they, you know, not that Osnabrück isn't anyone near us, but you know, they drew to Nuremberg 2-2. Uh, Hamburg beat Hertha 2-1, Paderborn beat Dusseldorf, Hanover, we needed that, well, they had a red card in that game, but they still won 2-1 against Hansa, and Elfersburg beat uh, Kaiserslautern 2-1 as well, so uh, key results went our way in the game. Uh, so we stayed in 14th position. We're only one point behind Magdeburg at the moment. Again, another, you know, another, hey, we're not too far off from top 10, you know? I mean, Nuremberg, our friends are just five points ahead of us. So not, not the worst in the world. Um, after the game, Marius Muller, they, they interviewed him and he goes, you know what? I got me a shutout. I'm going to drink a beer after the game. So you got to love that, right? Uh, being honest about that, uh, of course, you deserve a drink. Deserve a drink. I mean, it's rare that we keep a shutout these days. <laughs> uh, and, and we scored a goal, so it's a double bonus there. Um, I haven't yet watched the press conference for Carl Gerrards after the match, so we're going to watch it together and go through it and hear, listen to what he says and, and analyze it. Uh, hopefully that's okay with you guys. But let's go. Um, righty. Uh, thank you, Daniel, for the... So first of all, I, I need to describe, to put the right context of this game. Uh, it's not new. We had big pressure on Schalke today. It was uh, it's like a lot of times. This is what what we need to manage. But also, I, I, I want to say we play against a team who has four wins in a row. So this means, especially in this league, uh, not many teams can do this. So it's a team with a lot of qualities, but especially with a good, a good group, difficult to play against, really difficult. So I need to say to congratulations, my players, how they manage this game. I think that's a key point too, and I failed to mention this at the, at the onset, but Braunschweig, yes, they were below us in the table. They were on a four-match win streak, so they were, they were fairly hot and going into this game. To beat them was huge. Uh, another, another reason why it was a huge victory Monday for us, but uh, back to the coach. Especially in the first half, I think we we had the ball, but we all feel that that of course that the fans want us to play more direct, more forward. But against uh, against this opponent, when you lose the ball, they they go very fast in transition. So I need to say, really good by my players to stay calm, to stay patient on the ball, and to ride for the good moments. I think the game was uh, in global was a close game, not so many chances. Uh, I think like. Uh, like my colleague said, first half we had the post, second half I think, uh, yes, of course we have the goal, but uh, we had, they had a very good chance with the volley from the, from the penalty spot. So there we, there we uh, had a good moment on our side. Um, for the West, I think the last 25 minutes we, we fight, we fight because the opponent was pushing, was pushing. And uh, this was for me also important to see that my team, yeah, they give everything. Eh? We, we sometimes last week in and Casaslautern, I got the question why the team don't give everything. So today it is the opposite. They give everything, and that make me uh, today very proud. And it is my wish. It is my my convince 
that we need to do it every game. Ja, einmal kurz und knapp zusammengefasst. Er bedankt sich natürlich für die Glückwünsche, sagt, man muss das Spiel in den richtigen Kontext einordnen. Uh, he's understanding the Germans so much better. Yeah, the manager muss, for Braunschweig spoke uh, completely German. He, he, he hat, understood everything he said and made some comments on that, which is uh, yeah, good to hear. Muss meinen Spielern gratulieren, wie sie die Situation angenommen haben, dass sie ruhig geblieben sind, auf die richtigen Momente gewartet haben. Beide Teams hatten gute Momente auf ihren Seiten. Gerade in den letzten Minuten haben wir noch mal alles reingehauen und gekämpft nach Kaiserslautern wurde mir die Frage gestellt, warum das Team nicht alles gegeben hätte. Heute kann ich sagen, sie haben alles gegeben und mein Wunsch ist es natürlich, dass wir das in jedem Spiel machen. Gibt es Fragen an die beiden Cheftrainer, dann bitte ich um ein kurzes Handzeichen, dann kommen wir mit dem Mikrofon zu euch. Gerards is right that the, the most important part of this is that the team fought. The team fought. Huge three points. They need to play like this the rest of the way. And by play like this, I mean with that heart and passion. Uh, necessarily the, the un, unattractive, unentertaining kind of game. Eh, not so much. If they can get more goals in there, better. Uh, but keeping the defense stout like that, not allowing too many dangerous, dangerous opportunities is key. I, like I said, when Anthony Uja came on, my, I was talking in the Discord. Uh, I was worried for my life for that at that point. Anthony Uja is a is a baller. He knows finds he finds ways to score goals, and uh, you could tell he was an, almost an instant impact as soon as he came in, in the game. But we found a way to keep him keep him at distance, keep him away from goal, and ultimately got the got the job done. Um, and for our for our efforts, Keenan Kahneman, obviously man of the match of the game, got the game winner. Uh, he's been our, our best player this season, hands you know full stop. Uh, also made the kicker best 11 uh, for Saiti Liga best 11, I should say. Uh, so good to see that uh, he got the um, he got the he got on the best 11, got recognized for his efforts. Uh, so yeah, overall uh, cannot complain about that. Um, yeah, on to the next one, Holstein Kiel again. This coming up this weekend, uh, another big important game there where we have to get some points. Um, talk about reaching and reaching you know trying to go against Holstein Kiel and trying to get at least one point right is it a reach to get one point or even three points say what you want it's not as much of a reach as Schalke's uh, Twitter today trying to compare Schalke with Taylor Swift or, or something so uh, I don't know what the heck they were doing there but uh, uh, I digress um, quick update on the Kanap and Schmida the U19s played against Cologne this uh, this weekend Uh, we got a victory. Victory against Cologne. Uh, two goals. One, one from uh, Amusu uh, Chibata and Becker in the 49th as well. Uh, 2-1 victory there. Good for the, in the, in the Junior Bundesliga uh, for the boys to get a nice win there. Uh, moving on, some other bit of news. Really, the other two bit, bits of news from the game um, or post-match or maybe it's pre-match. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, Danny Latza, our captain. Uh, obviously, someone who is a tried and true, you know, Schalke fan player you know kind of grew up with the team left came back uh he's been a captain ever since he, he came back right uh but it looks like in the the sporting sporting side of things are going to move away from Danny Latza uh looks like there are they are not going to be extending his contract or offering him a contract renewal so once his contract does expire looks like he will be moving on from the club say what you want about Danny Latza and his time here um I think obviously Having him back two years ago was was good to have. He scored, you know, I remember 
big goal he scored against Eisenberg um, uh, Au. Nice header there. That was, I think, his first goal for the team at the time. Um, he has had some pretty good performances. He's had some, you know, irrelevant performances, honestly. His injury obviously hampered him a lot. Um, he never really got to be able to get a good foot in the door and just consistency. Uh, so, you know, we're moving on from him. Um, and also, all indications, regardless, irregardless of what happens this season, so we think. Uh, we thought this last year as well, but this year, Simon Toroda looks like they're not going to be extending his contract yet again, or maybe he said he's not going to extend it. Uh, but doesn't mean he's going to be going away from Schalke. It looks like he has been, you know, this year, uh, we talked about early in the beginning of the season, how you wanted to have a, a, a bigger role in the backside of the thing, so the more on the management side, I guess he wants to be, you know, obviously become a manager and uh, working on the bench, some kind of coach. So, all indications are while he may not get extended for another year, he will still be involved with Schalke uh, in the backside, helping out the coaching staff, whether it's in training or whatever, um, similar to a Gerald Asamo or Mike Buskins, not quite at their level, but you know, a step below or even a Kreutzer. So, um, he'll still be a presence. I think his presence is needed. We've seen this in other teams around the world where, you know, a guy who has that, that's, that aura about him like Simon Torota has, while not playing, their contributions in the locker room are still very important, especially for the youngsters, the Kiki Tops of the world. Um, Cherlinov, even though he's not really that young, and we're, we're, we'll see how long we, we have him for. Uh, but all the youngsters, you know, who knows how long we have Odrago for? Is it just for the next six months, or is he you know going to move on? I, I imagine he's going to move on, but... Having a presence like uh, Toroto helps with the youngsters, and it also can kind of teaches the strikers, you know, find ways to score goals. I mean, he's an all-time leading Svita League's goal scorer. He's got to have some nuggets in there about how to poach the goal in the back of the net. Um, maybe doesn't apply to the Bundesliga, but uh, nonetheless, uh, it's a uh, it's a, a, a comment, a, uh, a a source that you can absolutely rely on. And hopefully build uh, for the future, and hopefully you know build some confidence in the youngsters. So, um, yeah, no, that, that's about it. Uh, our next game is I said it's on the weekend. Let's look exact date here. Uh, all right, it is Sunday at 7:30 a.m. It's an early game. It looks like it is on ESPN Plus. Let me verify that right now with my phone. Uh, I recommend if you don't have this already, uh, use the uh, where is this app at? Um, Live Soccer TV app has every league in the world. You can search everything. It's it's amazing app. I, I couldn't recommend it more. And it tells you where in wherever you are in the world where you can watch Schalke or any team for that matter. But yes, we play Holstein Kiel on ESPN Plus this weekend. That is good. We don't have to rely on our shady uh, Czech Slovakia Czech Slovakia Czech. I shouldn't date myself here. Czech Republic link or Russian link or whatever the heck you. Well, I was using Serbian link. Um, we were sharing in different links here in the Discord trying to watch the game. We found a way to do it. But uh, this weekend will be a little easier. ESPN Plus will be the game. Uh, and then follow that. We got two more winnable games in Wiesbaden and Magdeburg before the big game March 1st against St. Pauli. And it's only big because they are by far the best team in the league this year. Five-point cushion now over second place. Still undefeated. Un unbelievable. Wouldn't it be nice to end their their losing their winning streak and um, or unbeaten streak and give them their first loss of the season? That's a little ahead of ourselves first. Let's take care of Holstein Kiel first. Um, we're gonna see a return of our old friend, uh, and of course I'm talking about Timo Becker. I uh, don't know if he's injured right now or not, but um, let's see. Oh, this thing isn't giving me an update on that. So man, anyway, 
All right, that's it for this one. Keep it short, keep it brief. But it's a victory Monday. Celebrations, libations around. Um, I haven't forgot about the FM series. I, I, I just haven't recorded, got time to record a video yet, but uh, doing well there. Doing better than Schalke currently in, li- in real life. So that's, uh, <laughs> it's not hard to do that, I guess, right? So, all right. Uh, wherever Jack is out in Chicagoland, hope he feels better uh, for everyone in the chat tonight who was watching tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, love you guys. Uh, Jack can be found at, at, at J-M-M-A-N-G-A-N. Jack, see, I did it. I figured it out. Uh, you can follow me at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N. But more importantly, you can follow us, Shock America, at Shock America, anywhere on social media. If you haven't done so yet on YouTube, like and subscribe. Be much, much appreciated. Follow us on social media. All our podcast, anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can find us there. So uh, definitely check that out. And we're going to try to do, we did a debrief after the game um, against, who the hell did we just play? <laughs> Braunschweig. Did a debrief after that, so we're going to try to do this after the game, have a quick recap after the instant reaction after the game, and then obviously follow that up with the podcast on usually a Victory Monday podcast afterwards, right? Uh, but let, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. So anyway, wherever Jack is, for myself, enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, let's get ready for another positive result against Holstein Kiel. Catch you guys soon. Glück auf. Thank <laughs> you.